Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. How you like me now? You won't beat that have a call. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you like me now? You won't beat that have a call. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Gonna, 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 yeah, gonna. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Sun Solar Panel. Whether you're watching us on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, the Sun Solar Panel YouTube page, or listening wherever you get podcasts, we appreciate you being along with us. I am your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. And we've got the Carmel Thunder from down under below me, the one and only Saul Bookman. Uh, how are you today, Saul? Oh, I'm good. I'm better than Dave's about to be, so I'm going to say that. Look, you've got a haircut too, so the, the caramel thunder is better. I, did. Yeah. I I refuse to acknowledge one uh, the silver fox or whatever his name is in the box next to me after Friday night's uh, jinx that the man put on the Phoenix Suns <laughs> uh, on this program last week. He made it very clear that he thought, oh, they'll win against Toronto, but they'll definitely lose against Detroit. And then mm-hmm. he, he decided to double down on Twitter on Friday night right before the game mm-hmm. because. Because when you have the number one team in the basketball, the best thing to do is piss off the basketball gods. And uh, oh. Dave did that. So, Guys, Dave, how are if, you if today? Po- if the power of positive thinking actually won games, the Suns would not have had a 25% winning percentage for like five straight years, okay? Well, at least, uh, at least not under. <laughs> are you sure about that? Are you sure yeah. about that? I think we have a pretty pessimistic fan base at times. No, so. I, I would have. I, I I okay. If you're blaming me on one loss, then I would have had us in the playoff the last ten straight years on my prediction. It's one thing to say they're going to split a road series against the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets, and then you know that doesn't happen. It's a complete other thing to say that they're going to lose to one of the two worst teams in the NBA. Look, teams are pretty darn predictable. I mean, look, every NBA team has lost some stupid games that they. So you predicted that the Suns would be up by twenty three points in the second quarter. Nope. <laughs> look, look, Dave. Nope. I don't have. I don't but have a I problem. I did predict that there would be a dud coming up at some point, and the Detroit Pistons is a perfect <laughs> example of a dud team. Look, I had no problem with. I, I don't mind you saying it on the show. It was the tweet to double down right before the game that got me. That was that was what got me as the jinx there. But look, I won't blame you for every loss. Just this one. Don't just worry. This one. Yeah, just, <laughs> just this, this one. one because it's fun. <laughs> And and that's just that's what we what we have to do here on the program. Yeah, exactly. Can as long I as you admit, credit me for wins, I will I'll credit a, you. I'll for, have a winning record. I'll credit yeah, you for all. Wins. <laughs> look, look uh, can I can I admit, before we get back to basketball? Can I admit something embarrassing? Since we spent a lot of time giving Dave crap, I, I want to admit something embarrassing. The theme song on our show, right? Before we come on camera, I'm always jamming to it. And I realized this morning, I have no clue what any of the lyrics are. I'm just mumbling the entire time when I'm oh, what I'm singing before it. So I just wanted to admit something embarrassing. So because I I'm a softer, kinder Espo today than I have been the last few weeks. And I figured if I'm gonna come at Dave early, yeah, I'm we'll gonna come see. at myself right after. You know what's so. so funny though is that you and I are in lockstep today, buddy. You know how you know why I know that? Why is that? Because we both have NBA jam shirts on. What? Oh <laughs> and they're old school NBA jam shirts. Yeah, Look at I got that. the Satam- Satamire Nash today. What do you got? What's I got that one? I got Kit and Anthony Hart are you way I'm nice, right. So, nice. Yeah. Going real back, back court 2000. There we yeah, go. Gotta, gotta rep a little bit. You gotta have some fun <laughs> with it. Fun, fun back court 2000 story, and then we'll hop into it. Remember Sun's Fast Break, the magazine? Anybody yeah. remember yeah. that? Okay. Oh, they, yeah. They had a cover that was Fast Break 2000, right? But when they were pitching Anthony Hardaway uh, and uh, on the idea of uh, of just this whole thing, they sent him a mock cover, right? of the magazine and they put his head on Antonio McDice's body on it. And and they sent it out. I have that actual, I have the other copy of it, that, that they sent one, they kept one. 
I have the mock of that. In, Where, where's in, that? Uh, it, like Todd's garage, our friend Todd Walsh. Uh, it's in my in my secret location. I do not tell people where those kind of things hey, are. Hey, speaking of Todd Walsh, you guys did a great Paul Westfall uh, pod this week. Good Thank job, you. guys. I, I appreciate that. If you haven't heard it. Now, I never heard that time machine piece yeah, on recreating the, yeah, an great. alternate if, ending to the it, 76 finals. Yeah, if you guys missed it, head back on the podcast feed. It was an audio-only special. Todd Walsh and I uh, honored the late, great Paul Westfall. So let's hop into it. We gave Dave a hard time off the top about it. Uh, the Phoenix Suns lose a heartbreaker on Friday night to the Detroit Pistons. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but we got to touch on it. Uh, up big, uh, thanks in part to the shooting of one Sir Langston Galloway of Langston's Lagoon. He shot uh, – he was – just crazy. He had 17 points in what felt like two and a half minutes in that game to help them build a huge, huge lead. I mean, hot. I mean, like we joked last week, it's catch and release. This guy doesn't even hesitate. The second that ball hits his hands, he's shooting. And he was, uh, I know he finished five of eight from three, but I, at one point he was five of five in, in this. And it was just unbelievable. Help the Suns build a lead that they unfortunately squandered. And you know yeah. what? Look, a lot of people are going to complain son's twitter was a, a mess of hot takes on friday evening uh that's a good way to put it that's a very good way to put it a mess yeah. of hot takes yeah. or a hot mess of takes however you want to put it either way works it was just it, it was a little uncomfortable but let's, let's uh be honest and, yeah, uh, and i and i totally predicted the suns to miss 16 straight threes in the second half they were trying to rival the houston rockets in the in the playoffs a couple of years ago wasn't that also a chris paul team by the way, yeah, you got go look go look at Dave's Twitter feed. He did predict those uh, those missed threes too. He's uh, Nostradamus <laughs> of uh, of upsetting the basketball gods. It's really fantastic. why don't you put that to good use and tell me what the damn Powerball numbers are going to be tonight? How about that? <laughs> Twelve. His, his powers don't work <laughs> that way. His Fifty-two. For put as that many one down. The sun's took. Yes, watch there. there <laughs> watch there will be there will be a twelve in tonight's Powerball. That's how this will work. Dave will be correct on on that as well. But but look to me, as Dave said, and, and I agree with the premise that they were bound for one of these games where kind of the rubber band snaps back. Right, the hot start, best record in the NBA at six and two, or excuse me, in the West at six and two. Uh, they, everything had seemed to go their way, even in games that they didn't play well on Friday night, you know, you're going to have a bad half of basketball, even in a 70, 72 game season. And that's what happened. The shooting went cold. Uh, the defense wasn't there when they needed it. They were still up two in the final seconds of this game. Uh, and if it weren't for an unbelievable pass by Jeremy Grant uh, to to Plumlee yeah. there, they they don't wind the Pistons don't wind up winning this game in regulation. Instead, Devin Booker misses a good look that he has at the end of the game. They go to overtime, and the Suns just were were outgassed in in that overtime. I don't think this is a big deal, but what say you guys? Oh man, let's talk about Jeremy Grant for a second. I I, I am so wrong about his ability to play, to be a big guy, big time player. He's he's really really good. Um, maybe he's just on a hot streak right now, but he seems like he can do everything. And Saul, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Oh, can we act like that was a swear jar and just put him in the penalty box for a minute? <laughs> no, I mean it's just it's just one game. Go ahead, finish your thoughts, Dave. Well, Jeremy Grant has had a good start to the season, the the entire season, not just one game. So good for him on Jeremy Grant. I thought for sure he was way way overpaid and his role was way too big for himself. And maybe over the season that'll that'll pan out. But the Suns were not expecting it. Monty Williams in in post game said, "Yeah, um, his." all of the way he was getting to the rim uh, was totally unexpected for us. And you don't want your coach not knowing what he's getting from the opposing team uh, if possible. So uh, Jeremy Grant surprised the Suns for sure. I mean, Jeremy Grant's the best player on the, on the Pistons. Hooray. Cool. 
Um, I just, I, I mean, it's whatever, right? I, that's like, I've said it before. There's another phrase that I think is, is used that's probably not politically correct, but I'll say it's like, you're the fastest guy with two broken legs. Cool. Like, I don't care. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant can, can, he had a, a fantastic game last night, especially in the second half. He was almost unstoppable. He was hitting from the perimeter. He was driving to the basket. He was creating plays for his teammates. Like, Every every now and then you just you know you're you're feeling it and and it comes at the right time and and every team in the NBA has had this moment where they just they should win they should win easily the Lakers have lost to teams that they shouldn't have lost to um, the Nets have lost to teams that they shouldn't have lost to like everybody has those games so I'm not too worried about um, them dropping one to the Pistons especially the way they dropped to the Pistons um, I think it was more you know they they gave up 93 points. And this yeah. team had scored 120 the game before. Like they were on fire, and uh, you know, you just move on. You you, you learn to move on. And t- tonight, I, I'm sure they're going to bounce back. Um, whether they win tonight or not, I don't I don't know. But I think you're going to see a better performance all the way around. Yeah. And I would have liked to seen Links and Galloway get a little bit more run, you know, especially in the second half than he did. And I know the when the when the lead shrinks, so does the playing time for some of those fringe players like Langston Galloway, but I still felt like um, there was no real reason to, to to not give him at least five minutes in the second half. Yeah. He only played two. Right, the ridiculous. hot hand. No, but he took three threes in that two minutes and missed them all. So, yeah, and they were all forced, though. They were all like, you know, oh, I, I got the forced. ball. I, I, I got, missed I got, the first I, half once. I got to jack it up. You know what I mean? They took 52 threes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If this team takes 52 threes, that's they're, they're going to they're gonna lose. Like, that's, right. that's not a recipe yeah. for success. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, uh, we don't prefer the uh, fastest guy with two broken legs on the program. We prefer the skinniest guy at Fat Camp. If you're gonna gonna go that route uh, with one of these, so just uh, just so you know. TM. But no, I I agree 100. Yeah. Uh, how do you not give Langston Galloway more run in that second half? Uh, regardless of yes, we act. I, me in particular, act like a fanboy a little bit for Langston on this show, admittedly, but. When the guy almost single-handedly gave you the lead that you squandered, maybe you should bring him back in and help you try to fortify what little lead you have left. It just seems like a logical thing to try and just see if he can heat up again. And that's not a knock on, on any of the other guys that were playing. It's just you look at a guy like that and you go, hey, we got lightning well, in a bottle right now. Let's yeah. try to capture that again. But who did he come out for? Who did he sit on the bench for? For Devin Booker and Chris Paul, it's really should we should we not blame Devin Booker and Chris Paul a little bit more than yeah, Ronnie Williams for not like, playing Langston Galloway? But like Eddie Eddie said in the uh, broadcast, you know when you go on the road, a lot of times your rotations will will um, will change a little bit just because the environment's a little bit different. Players react a little differently on the road, and this is one of those times where I think I, I truly believe that. Like he could have modified his rotation a little bit to get Langston some some more run. You know, he, maybe you hold off Javon Carter and have him take his minutes for a little bit because you know he, he was just he was on fire. And that's that's the thing, though. If, if if Langston Galloway's not on fire, then you don't change up your rotation. I like totally get it, but you have to make. It's like, it's it's like when a when a player is on fire, don't be that guy that thinks, okay, well he's on fire. Let me go ahead and try to get mine. Like, no, you got to keep feeding the beast until he's cold. And I felt like they they kind of took that away from him. Uh, in the second half. Yeah, so in honor of our shirts, if you're playing NBA Jam and you get a guy that literally in the game is on fire, you're yeah. not you're not shooting with the second guy on your roster. You're no. running it until until he go and until he no longer is on fire. Like that's just the way. we learned a lot of the game from that in our age bracket from yeah. from that. But like to me, I'm not saying you bench Devin Booker at the end of the game for Langston Galloway. I'm saying in in that third and early in the fourth Find ways to get him in there and see if you can, uh, you can squeeze more out of that. Like uh, I love, I love how we're all, I love how we're all better coaches than Monty Williams. Uh, no, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. L- listen, my man got two minutes in the second half. I would have liked to get him three more minutes. Is that really that much to ask? And I'm not saying that they well, in retrospect. Yeah, I'm well, not and saying, I'm, sure- I'm not saying that. No, I was saying that during the game. Like, man, where's my man Langston Galloway? That dude was on fire in the first half. He's MIA in the second half. Like. That's a that's a reasonable ask, right? I'm not saying Monty Williams completely screwed this game up. I think the players 
just fell in love with the three way too much, mm. and they stopped going inside. They even said that in the post game. Monty even said that in the post game that you know in the high thirties is kind of what he expects in terms of three point shots, and they blew that out of the water. Well, is it they possible that down. Chris Paul and Devin Booker were supposed to actually drive the ball in and actually get away from shooting constant threes, and that's why he went to those guys instead of Langston Galloway, who only shoots threes? But but if they're if they're shooting that many threes anyways, get the guy in there that's making them. I mean, they shot fifty two threes. The Nearington <laughs> Galloway wasn't part of that in the second half. Like, why? Why are you look, fighting me on this? Look, Dave? I, I and I think <laughs> I think Monty looks at the film and probably says the same thing. I I I in the moment didn't get a guy in there enough minutes. Uh, to Saul's point, we're not saying he should have played the entire second half. Just give him a few more minutes. And and my guess is Monty's the kind of coach that goes back and watches the film yeah, and probably sure. probably isolated that himself and, and is probably thinking that himself. It's not saying Monty Williams is a bad coach. They're six and three, and they're this vastly improved in large part because of Monty Williams. So Mon Monty, I guarantee, is going to look at the tape, see the things that went well, things that did not go well. And he's the type of coach that will probably pull the Langston Galloway to the side and be like, I got to get you more minutes when you're hot. That's on me. And that's it. And that's how you get buy-in from players. That's why these players love him. That's why they buy into him because he he can he can accept that maybe sometimes you know you don't pull the you don't pull the right um, uh, I don't want to say trigger um, but you know you don't you don't yeah. pull the right push the right buttons play and, the right cards. Yeah. There, there you go. There yeah. you go. Look, can we talk about something we all agree on? And I guarantee, is there we will. anything? It, at least it wasn't Josh Jackson's revenge game, right? That guy performed oh, exactly the way we expected oh, poor him to. Josh. Look, so I don't hold grudges Josh. against players, but uh uh poor Josh, man. But poor yeah, Josh. That is who he is. Poor Josh. <laughs> poor Josh. I thought we could agree on this, and Dave somehow pulls the poor Josh card out. <laughs> poor Josh. Oh, listen, my gosh, I give up. Listen, like Josh is a good guy. He, he's he's a nice That's kid. That's why I'm saying poor like, Josh. He is. However, comma, like you got to stop getting in your own way. And I think that's what bugs yeah. a lot of people about Josh Jackson is that he just didn't realize that this is not high school. This isn't Kansas. Like you have to get your butt up and you have to do your job because you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. And I don't think yeah. people really uh, love the fact that he didn't really take that to heart while he was here no. and uh, just cost himself a lot of opportunity. I was watching him last night. And I was telling my uh, – my uh, significant other, I was like, man, this guy was the future of the Suns a couple of years ago, and he's still just 23 years old. She's like, what? <laughs> but, look, he was the future of the Suns a couple of years ago. I'm fine with him being a good guy or whatever you want to say. I, you know, that That's fine. What upsets me is he was the number four pick for the team that I, you know, I've watched for the better part of my existence and he didn't get it done. And, and I'm just glad he didn't get it done in another uniform uh, against the Suns last night. Uh, last few thoughts on this uh, Detroit Pistons game as we shift gears out of this, but no pun intended with the Pistons, but uh, I think playing Deandre Ayton and Dario Sarge together uh, was a little odd. And Dave, to your point, I think, this loss can squarely go on probably Devin Booker and CP3's shoulders because in a game where you needed them to step up and take over, uh, they both kind of floundered. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Dario thing, I, I'm playing Dario with DA, that's the first time the Suns have done that this year. And that was really Monty just completely giving in to Detroit playing Blake Griffin and, and Mason Plumley the whole freaking game. Uh, There's just too much size, and, and Jay Crowder couldn't keep up. Uh, Cam Johnson certainly can't keep up with Blake Griffin being in there. And instead of trying to mix and match it and force those guys to to uh, play against speed, um, the money went size and, and kind of lost the game that way. I'm, I'm more frustrated with that much playing time for Dario and DA next to each other than I am about the Galloway thing. Wait, are you uh, telling me that that Monty isn't a good coach and he made bad decisions? <laughs> 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 so what do you think I, I, I was waiting for Dave's response <laughs> <laughs> no you know I think uh you know I think one of these things when you lose a game like this right you you really have to kind of you know reflect on why you lost that game and I think what's going to come out of this is too many threes didn't get the ball inside enough I think it's that simple uh yeah. DA should have touched the ball a lot more in the paint 
earlier in the game, you know, when you're waiting until the fourth quarter or deep into the fourth quarter, and you know, it DA surrounded by a bunch of guys, obviously his hands and and and, and kind of a, a fidgetiness, if you will. Uh, he gets a little, you know, impatient at times. I mean, there was one one play where Booker cut to the hole, and uh, I mean, Da just like Randy Johnson fastballed it at him, and it went out of bounds. And I was like, whoa, that's that's just impatience, right? You, but that's yeah. also a lack of touches throughout the game to make you feel more comfortable down there on the block, you know. And Da showed a, a couple times, you know, he, he's plenty capable down there, you know, the nice little soft. Um, you know, uh, jump shots with the the one arm and, and uh, floaters or whatever. But um, I just uh, – you got to get more out of the paint. You got to yeah. get more out of the paint. And I think that's what the Suns have been doing so good is a nice balance from outside to inside and cuts and and uh, going to the basket and hitting from the perimeter. And last night was largely all perimeter. And, and yeah. to your point about CP3 and Book, yes, absolutely. They needed to come up with buckets to kind of just – calm everybody down, stem the tide and let everybody know like we're going to win this game no matter what. And and it also would That's have what left those two are supposed to do. That's what That's they're supposed their job. to do. And they didn't do it. And they, they didn't, didn't do, it. do it. All right, so let's lead into the next question then. Uh-oh. Should we be concerned about one Devin Amar- uh, Amari uh, Armani Booker? <laughs> Should we be concerned about him at this point? No. Well, well, that's going to be a really short segment if we go one word answers <laughs> on this. Can we elaborate, please? Yes. Well, Devin Booker, right, this whole season has been about a 24, 25-point-a-game guy, okay? He just isn't doing it the way we've we've come become yeah. accustomed to him doing it. And it's and it's different. He's trying to playmake a little bit more than he has in the past. Even last year when he was trying to be a playmaker, I think he realizes he has much more of a stronger – more uh, reliable surrounding cast. And so he's trying to take advantage of that. He's going to figure it out. And once he gets back into that groove, it's all going to be good. The one thing that's kind of the tell-all right now about Devin Booker not really feeling like Devin Booker right now is his free throws. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Like, that's yeah. definitely, like, just a little glitch in the matrix. But it'll it'll work itself out, and he'll be fine. He's got his, his fewest free throw attempts per game since he was 18 years old. Uh, not only is he missing his free throws, but he's not getting to the free throw line, and especially in last night's game when the Suns really needed to bang it inside. He's the guy who can get them free throws, and he wasn't doing it. All he was doing was taking contested jump shots. That was very frustrating. And you're saying he's focusing on playmaking, and yet he's got his fewest uh, assists per game since uh, since he was 20 years old. It's just He's not having a good start to the year. Am I worried long-term about Devin Booker? No. Am I concerned right now about Devin Booker? Absolutely. The dude needs to go back to being Devin Booker that he's been for five years. And he's right now, he's being a guy who is who, who is just trying to fit in and not take control. And he's got to take control. This may be blasphemous, but... Maybe this is Devin Booker. Maybe, maybe our expectations over of him over the last five mm. years were so skewed because of heavy usage that there's just unrealistic expectations. No, because on him he on was MVP team. of the bubble, and they went eight and zero in the bubble. Yeah. So, if you look at the game last night yeah. as an example, you will see the the aggressiveness that Devin Booker had, especially in the overtime when they were down. He, it was like, I know what I want to do. This is what I'm going to go do. And he was able to to carry that out. Yeah, Whereas well, in the rest why do you wait until they were nine down? Well, that's Sometimes that's just player nature against the Detroit Pistons, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like That's just how it goes. Sometimes you just kind of coast and you try to get everybody else involved, and you're trying to train yourself to do that. And that's a learning process for him as well. And then you get to a point where – Guess what? Now I have to be the guy, and I'm not. I'm not deferring to anybody. And you're more aggressive, and you know what you want to do. And I think Devin has been in that mode for the first four years of his career, and now he's trying to adjust a little bit. He's going to go back. There's going to be a happy medium yeah, right there, right? And then then everything's going to be fine. Well, I think he's honest. totally deferring to Chris Paul, and Chris Paul is not taking the reins. Like Chris Paul is like Chris Paul is being uh, pretty good, but you know, he's not supposed to be Ricky Rubio good. He's supposed to be Chris Paul good. And right now, Chris Paul is basically being Ricky Rubio good um, without you know the long flowing locks. Well, let's be honest. You you said why did why did he wait till they were down nine? That's the situation he's used to. 
That's the situation. <laughs> That's the where he felt more comfortable. In his, in his hey, now I'm home. Hey, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, "Oh yeah, this is when I when I have to take over because." That's when he had been taking over for this team. Look, I would much rather have him slide back a little bit in points per game uh, and maybe assist per game and be a, a 24, 25, a five and four guy uh, and not have those 30 point games if this team keeps winning. I mean, people were, were asking this question when they're sitting six and two. And, and look, to me, I think the only stat that really matters to Devin Booker is wins. Right. And he hadn't had those in the first, uh, you know, four years of his career. Now he's going if if it means taking a little off the top for me, but it helped. But we wind up winning. I think he's OK with that. And I'm OK with that as well. If this team is is a true contender in the West and this isn't a mirage in the first nine games then do you really care if Devin Booker is is scoring like he did in years before? He's a guy that's built for the playoffs because the playoffs, the free-willing offense, isn't quite like that, and you need individuals to take over in the ways Booker used to. I, I think you'll see a guy that's very, very much like uh, you know old-school Booker in, in a playoff situation, but right now I couldn't care less as long as they win, and I don't think he does either. No, I yeah, agree. well, I don't. I, you're right. I don't. I don't think he cares if they're winning games. Absolutely, but what he's got to do, and where he what he hasn't done yet, is figure out how he fits into a winning team, and that's why he's playing tentative, and that's why he's not. I mean, he should be getting to, uh, a winning player gets to the line when your team needs free throws. A winning player gets other teams in foul trouble. And he's got to figure this out. He will figure it out. But right now, I am a little concerned. Well, you're right. He should be the guy that isn't the one that's sitting, just parking himself at the three-point line. He should yeah. be the one cutting to the basket, being the aggressor, he finding ways to three last night. Yeah, he should be finding ways to get the ball back out to those, yeah. uh, to those sharpshooters and, and those kind of things. And I think that's where he's been lacking. But it, this is people want to say point to the bubble, but look at how different the roster is two since the bubble we're not even 10 games into this thing we will uh, be 10 games as of saturday night whenever you're listening to this but uh, there's an adjustment period for that as well and if you can wind up six and three seven and three out of that adjustment period in those first 10 games i think that's pretty good i i think i, I think we may be acting a little spoiled even though we, we haven't had anything like sure. this over the I, last decade you know one of the things that's going to always be consistent and always get you wins is if you can play defense and i think this is the biggest di difference between this year's sons versus all the yep. other sons in the last you know several years is this team plays defense uh and when they play tough and they play hard that they're one of the best teams in the NBA. And yeah. I think that's the one thing that you can rely on with this team. And that's what makes me feel like it's not like last year when they were seven and four, then all of a sudden the wheels fell off because they got injuries and they had no depth and all this other stuff. It's they have depth this year and they have a good defensive mindset. And that's, that'll take you far. That'll keep you in games. You're not going to get blown out by 30 on the road. Like, we have seen in the past, you know what I mean? So right. that's the one thing that I think will remain consistent with this team and keep them in games and keep them from going on long losing streaks throughout the season. Because, you know, as Eddie said last night, it happens. It's going to happen. You're going to have your ups and your downs throughout mm -hmm. the season. You're going to have your bumps and your bruises. Not everything is going to be beautiful, but as long as you're more consistent in your ups than you are your downs, then you're going to be fine. And I think the Suns team is going to do that. They're going to bounce back tonight just fine. By, by the way, good morning or hello to the Flaming Ballers in the chat. We appreciate you guys. Mm -hmm. Hit that like button on if you're watching on YouTube or leave a five-star review if you're listening to the podcast. We appreciate five-star review. Also, I resent that CP3 is playing like Rubio good right now comment that you just made, Dave. I really do. <laughs> well, hey, tell me why. The, the different No, tell me why. Okay, so well, why. The reason why is because CP3 does a lot more, and you can see it. You can see he does a lot more for this team than Ricky Rubio did in terms of on-the-court management, okay? Ricky mm. was very good at playmaking. He can get, he can fit a ball through you know, a pinhole, sure. But when it comes to making sure everybody's supposed to be doing or coaching guys up, CP3 is leaps and bounds above 
where where uh, uh, Ricky Rubio was. So I know on paper you're looking at the stats and you're like, oh, well, he should be doing more. And I agree. Statistically, they're probably about the same right about now. However, in the longs, in the in the big picture, and what this guy's going to do for this team, like it's not even close right now where this team is in terms of mindset. Like at no point in time did I feel like this team felt rattled during the game last night against the Pistons. I never felt like things were falling apart and they were trying to force things. I just felt like they just weren't hitting. And they and they just weren't hitting their threes, and and you no, know, they made some bad decisions by not driving to the basket or whatever. But I, I, I wasn't worried. I wasn't even scared of that game until they lost. I was like, damn, they did lose this game. But let's be I honest, that's, that's some shade on Ricky Rubio, though. I thought Ricky Rubio was really good last year for the Suns. He just couldn't make any shots, and so he wasn't a threat to make shots to keep the other team honest. And that's what I'm seeing from Chris Paul right now. Look, the difference is. Ricky Rubio couldn't make the shots to keep them honest without the defense on him. CP3 still has the respect of the league where they're guarding him, which is providing better looks for his teammates. That's the difference here. Whether CP3 is hitting those shots or not, a, a career no. worth of being the point guard of God gives him the respect. No, I, I totally Ricky agree with has. you. The Suns are 10 times better off with CP3 than Ricky Rubio. 100%. Totally agree with you guys. They're going <laughs> to win 50 games. I get it. But right now, last night's game was not really a CP3 good game. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, let's move on. And I noticed a lot this week, uh, you know, amidst a million other things, obviously, but I noticed a lot this week that the Suns were starting to get attention from the national media. Mark Stein, uh, a piece in the New York Times, they were talked about heavily on the low post, They're all over, a lot of national media attention, which obviously comes with winning. But is that a bad thing? Was Do you wind up starting to buy into your own hype a little bit? when you start seeing yourselves in, in national press and does that start to affect the mindset a little bit? Is that going to be an adjustment? Because guys like Devin Booker and, and a lot of the, the Suns team outside of CP3 and Jay Crowder aren't used to that attention. Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, none of these guys have had a lot of this national press and, and attention on on the Suns team outside of that very brief window that happened at the beginning of last year. Somebody potentially distract them. Somebody in the chat said was last night, the Kendall Jenner revenge game, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> and if you don't know, then you need to just go. She look used to go out with Griffin too. Yeah. Um, and so I would disagree right away is the attention getting to this team. Cause Devin Booker had the attention when he was away from the bubble and he was on the Island with the, with uh, Miss Kendall Jenner. Oh, he's so, getting plenty yeah. of attention. Yeah. I mean, so like he, you know, he's getting attention, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. national publicity, like he's in the news. So, uh, I don't think so. I dude, these guys have gotten publicity since they were like eight. Like it, yeah. it, I don't think it phases these guys the way it phases us. Like if we were in the paper tomorrow, if I was on the front page of the New York Times, I probably did something jacked up. But um, yeah, I like, yeah. like if that's a big deal. I'm like, oh my Times, God, look at, I'm on, on the, the cover. Yeah, and that, <laughs> it would go straight to my head. But that's because it never happens to me. It never happens to us, you know, right. normal people. You know what I mean? But these guys have had that since day one. It's not a big deal. And I don't know why people always talk about, the, oh, are these guys getting big heads because now they're they're six and three and they're one of the best teams in the West. And now they think they're all that. I'm like, no, that's just you thinking that it is. Look, uh, that that haircut and the lack of a hat may wind up getting you in the papers this week. It caught me off guard. So, oh, geez, Dave, Dave your thoughts, uh, my thoughts. So, no, I don't think the Suns are getting too big a heads for sure. I think they are a little bit. We just talked about it with Devin Booker. They're a little bit in uncharted waters for people who've been around a losing franchise for years. But it's not the attention the national media is giving that's that's doing that to them. It's Devin, like we just talked about with Devin Booker's trying to figure out how you be the best player on a 50-win team. Uh, and uh, maybe he's he is uh, not right in, in the groove right now. Um, but no, I don't think they're, they're doing that. I think what happens is every team has duds, um, and, uh, they, you're going to throw a dud out there every once in a while. Shit. Excuse me. Shoot. Where jar? Shoot. <laughs> the Clippers <laughs> lost by 50 earlier this, this season, you know, to the Mavs. So, to the Mavs. 
good teams losing to the Timberwolves. Nothing against the Timberwolves, but they weren't even playing Carl Anthony Towns, I don't think. You know, so it's like it, I mean, teams, people people have off days. It yeah. happens. Buck Dog yes. is having an off day. Look at this comment. I mean, okay, cool. <laughs> so you want to put Rubio in for book at three? You know, the game's online. Let's put Rubio up there. Like, I get it. It's all good. Yeah. I love you, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Uh, I, I also like Melvi in the chat uh, getting worried that Dave and I agreed on something. Look, if you've listened to the whole show, yeah, it's worry. obviously Dave and I don't agree on much. So it just no. happens rarely. <laughs> uh, look, look, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it is really going to impact the psyche because of two factors. And, and it's, it's simple. It's CP three and it's Monty Williams. They're not going to let, <laughs> let these guys get big heads. They're not going to let these guys buy into their own press. It, it's, you know, like Monty said last, uh, last year, everything you want is on the other side of hard. Well, this isn't easy this year just because you're better. This will still mm -hmm. be difficult. There will be moments like a Detroit game where all of a sudden you look like a terrible team in the second half because things don't go your way. Well, how do you respond to that? What do you do? Like that's this is this is not going to be a team that loses its mindset, that loses its way just simply because they're getting attention or or they lose a few games. That's the that's the difference here that I think we have not seen in the valley in a while. Remember, remember, remember a couple yeah. of years ago when the Suns were like the worst team in the NBA and they only had like 17 wins. It was an yeah. eight and three we'll year. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks twice that year, right. and the Bucks were the best team in the league that season. Like it happens, flukes happen. Sometimes it's matchups. Sometimes it's just the wrong so. night. You know what I mean? So like it just it just <laughs> happens. So like pump the brakes. Yeah, they had a bad game. It's all right. All right. So let's move on. So you're on. saying don't put uh, acquire Rubio for Booker? Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> no. Not even a little okay. bit. Sorry. Uh, I'm in. Let's trade let's trade Booker for Rubio. <laughs> Straight up. I mean, Minnesota, so fans, Minnesota fans. Minnesota fans were talking that kind of time, all <laughs> offseason, right? Oh, Booker's coming to the T Wolves. Booker's coming to the T Wolves. Shut your cold butt up. Nope. Stay there. You're good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's, let's move on because we don't need to. I don't need the wrath of T-Wolves fans uh, in the in the Twitter. I had that earlier in the offseason. It's it's just mine. The wrath so. of T-Wolves fans. Are there, takes, are, there, are there takes icy? Oh, they're, they're ice cold. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move Dude. on. Twitter, Twitter delete time. Speaking of Twitter, uh, a segment oh, on man. this show. Oh, wow. Well, okay, all right. Oh, well. did, did you not remember? That's where that's well, on the show sheet here. Uh, uh, that's where we're going. Where's the show sheet? Where's the Sorry, show sheet? I, I just kind of threw that in there so fast. I wasn't ready for it. There you go. It's called all a right. transition, Saul. So, some of us in the business know about them. Oh, so wow. tweet or delete. <laughs> Uh, hey, he said he was turning a new leaf, and that lasted about 30 That, that leaf turned back. <laughs> I never said what was on the other side of that leaf. I just said I was turning it. <laughs> tweet or delete time, gentlemen. This is where we look at fictitious tweets, and we decide, would we actually send them from the Sun Solar Panel Twitter account, or would we delete them before public consumption? This is basically our, our draft folder of potential hot takes. And uh, let's start with the first one, Saul. Let's throw it up there. This one, Ace, at 6-3, and three, this team is the best Sun squad we've seen in a decade already. Tweet or delete, gentlemen. Uh, I would not have tweeted that last night. <laughs> would you tweet but it this six morning? Three, otherwise, maybe some point today I would have tweeted. So I would say tweet. Yeah, tweet. <laughs> I think they are the best team that we've had uh, in the last 10 years. I mean, Dave. to be honest. I think this team has definitely the highest ceiling of any team the Suns have fielded since that 09-10 season. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would I would tweet that for sure. What, what say I, you in the chat? What say you in the chat? Well, yeah, what let's see. Yeah, what the chat come on, does. chatters. Let yeah. the let the flaming ballers weigh in. I there would. We go. You know, there we've we got go. Coda Kid. He said he'd tweet. Yeah, Herbie yeah. Uh, in tweet says or in the chat says he'd tweet as well. I would not. I mean, seriously, even the what? Oh, what? I would not. What? I would not. I need what? to see. I need to see another uh, another few games before I hop in this because I have been. I have I have been fooled more times than not 
and I am cautious. All right. Because, and I think that's what years of being a Suns fan, especially the last decade has just made me cautious about this stuff. I don't want, I don't want to Dave King it and jinx this by tweeting something. Because if, if I tweeted that and then all of a sudden six guys get injured tomorrow and they go on a 10 game losing streak, that's on me. That's not on. Well, uh, last that, year they had an eight game losing streak. So, you know. yeah. So, yeah. so look, I, I get it. The flaming ballers disagree. The two co-hosts disagree, but this isn't any fun. If we all just go, yeah, let's tweet it. So, so I would not, I would delete it or I'd at least Ooh. I'd save it in drafts and update that record in about five games if they're still winning. So let's move on to the next one in tweet or delete here. As we look at thunder cam has earned a place in the starting lineup and Crowder would be better off the bench. No, you can't say that after one bad game from Crowder, just the game before he had 21 points and, and played really good defense. Crowder is look, Crowder is not going to be your 38 point or 38 minute a game guy. He's not going to average 20 plus points, but he is a good fit in that starting lineup. Um, yeah, sure. You could flop, you could flop him out. That's fine. Uh, you're not going to be a better team because you did it. Saul, so, would you tweet or delete? Uh, Dave and I are on the same wavelength and that scares me today. Um, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I don't hey, never I don't mind. Even, start Cam Johnson. Start would, him right now. You should delete that and never even open up your Twitter again. I hope they suspend your account. <laughs> oh, we definitely. Oh. Look, uh, I I wouldn't tweet it either because I think Jay Crowder has intangibles that that Cam Johnson is still trying to learn. Uh, you know, and I think that that's one of those thoughts that maybe in a brief moment in a game where. Jay Crowder is off for a stretch and then Cam Johnson comes in and starts shooting. Well, you know, you may have as a fleeting thought, you know, but I'm not, I'm not tweeting it. Post it on Facebook. According to our ballers totally agree to delete this tweet. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that one was pretty obvious there. So next, there are people who believe that. I know there are, but we're not one of them because we're saying next one, last one in tweet or delete. The oh, Kardashian curse Jesus is real Christ. and it's renting a room in Phoenix right oh, now. God. Tweet or delete, gentlemen. Delete it. Delete it. <laughs> Just delete it. Give my man book some respect, know, man. man. He ain't he he doesn't fall into such traps, man. Let's let's go. <laughs> I tell you, I've got I got three daughters. I had to watch that stupid Kardashian show for years because that's all they would watch. And that really is a curse. That that whole family is a curse. So it's possible. It's uh <laughs> I mean, Kanye is going through the curse right now. So, yeah. Kanye is going through the curse. Kanye, although, although Kanye has been going through the curse more. for 10 plus years. There's, been, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff going on with the curse right there. There's a little get out there. So, tell me how many people have gotten better after having been involved with the Kardashians, and then I'll tell you if there's a curse or not. Uh, yeah, let's look at that. Uh, Booker would be the first one, and statistically speaking, he hasn't gotten no. better. So look at this. The chat, the Flaming Ballers are torn on this one, whether to tweet <laughs> yeah, or delete this. And, and they are going back and forth and arguing. Yeah. Uh, Kermingo says this is a real concern. Buck Dog, yeah. tweet it. It's real. Mel, uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got Mel V. Delete it. We've had enough bad luck. Another jinx tweet. Uh, then, oh, uh, well, Buck, I'll tweet it then. Buck Dog, <laughs> if you buy it into the buy into that lifestyle, you get trapped by it. <laughs> Their Booker's on-off Kindle stats. <laughs> Let, you know why? She's undefeated with the on on that. <laughs> Look, do we count? Do we count the bubble, or was the bubble since he was he was isolated and he couldn't see her? Yeah, does that not count? That's true. Because this no, could be counts. scientific proof. No, he, it counts. He was. I think he was still like you know. He wasn't. Cat, he wasn't sneaker wasn't into the bubble though. Her. He went to Sedona with her. After the after, bubble, after. I thought that was before the bubble. No, nope. I'm, oh, yeah, I yeah. Don't before care. and after, but not Look, during. In the si bubble, he was Kendall free. Look, scientifically, we may have Detroit to. last night. I believe that. Like, you don't think she followed him to Detroit? <laughs> no, nobody wants to go Detroit? to Detroit. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, look, I so I don't know you, when you look at the isolation in the bubble versus what we've seen in the first nine games here. My, I'm getting close to hitting that tweet button. 
I'm very, very close. Maybe we don't send it from the sun solar panel account. Maybe we send it from a burner account like the lunar panel account. But but it may be. It may be. Yeah, that, that's our burner account. You didn't know the lunar panel? You I need can go to get the, that one, I guess. You can go get the dark takes from that uh, from that one. So, so yeah, I, that was another edition of Tweet or Delete. If you want to hit us up on Twitter with your decision on what you do, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, always tweet us at he drove Damn. around Paradise Valley with the top down in his convertible in the summer. That is not sane behavior. <laughs> this is very true. In the summer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go on to the best part of the program. It's time for Espo's Big Board. Oh, look at that. Saul ready on the trigger I'm figure. That see, how you, see how you set that up? See how you set that up and I knew it was coming? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, that's a I, different – That's a di- what you did earlier – was you Ricky Rubio did this time you Chris Paul? Did. Oh, oh, all right, yeah, fair enough. I Saul, cheers to you. Cups up to you. That is a uh, that is correct. Espo's big board. We're doing the things that Galloway's shooting is hotter than. That's right. The things Langston Galloway's <laughs> shooting is hotter than. Oh, on today's Espo's big board, number five on the Espo's big board, a ghost pepper. Yeah, I know that's hot. I know that burns your mouth. But Langston Galloway can burn an entire team with his shooting. So, yeah, he's hotter than his shooting's hotter than a ghost pepper. Let's move to number four on the list. A seatbelt in July in Phoenix. Yes, Langston Galloway's shooting hotter than that. It's hotter to the touch. Is there anything that's worse than touching a hot seatbelt in the summer in July? Have you guys ever driven? Have you guys ever driven a stick shift? Uh, in yeah. Phoenix, yeah, I had one that had metal on the shifter. I Dude. don't know who thought of that, Ooh. but that was much worse Why because your you hand has to be there top of the shifter. Well, I did eventually, but the first time you just don't think of it. You know, like it's one thing you learn real quick. I still have yeah. the uh, the one through five etched on my hand from the uh, from the shifter panel. So we moved <laughs> to number three in the five things hotter. Uh, that Galloway's shooting's hotter than, and it is Cliff Kingsbury and Ryan Gosling in suits. Oh, gosh. It's hot, but not as hot as Ryan Gosling's shooting. Yeah, it's not as hot as Cliff Kingsbury's offensive play calling, I'll tell you that much. Look, Langston Galloway is not going to call a uh, QB option. Also, can we give a shout-out to Ralph Amston real quick? Ralph Amston, he had such a great tweet last night talking about Cliff Kingsbury. He's like, Cliff Kingsbury's offensive play calling is actually saving lives because State Farm Stadium is turning into a 24-7 vaccine center. Yes, instead of a playoff place. That's awesome, yes. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny. Yes, which thank you, uh, QB, uh, ending around on third and 18. So (laughs) we move to number two on Aspo's big board. The actual sun is less hot than Langston Galloway when he's shooting <laughs> as well as he is right now. Yeah, that's right. The actual sun, not as hot. That right as there Langston is the Galloway lunar shooting. panel right there. That, that, is, that is the sun, Dave. That is the solar <laughs> panel right there. The moon, moon not sun. hot. The sun I know is yellow. <laughs> I don't even have a response to that. It's been a long time since college, huh, Dave? <laughs> a long time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing your alma mater does not want to claim you right I got to pull that slide rule back out. <laughs> what, 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 what is your alma mater? Clown NAU. NAU, NAU for real? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're a lumberjack. Nice. Yeah. Right. For the, sure. beard, the beard should give it away. All right. We moved to number one on Espo's big board. <laughs> The inside of a hot pocket. Hot pocket. Lexi Galloway's shooting is better than that. Yes. Hot pocket. He's hotter than the inside of a Don't hot pocket. Don't sing. If I'm not allowed to sing, you guys are not allowed to sing on this I mean, show. Do you hear your voice right now? It's like all raspy. Of course you're not allowed to sing, Dave. Hot pocket. How about that? I can do it. That is Espo's big board. The five things that <laughs> Langston Galloway's shooting off. is hotter than. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that because I enjoyed Trying to figure Whoever out donated five bucks not. for me not to ever sing again was only good for that show. You got to keep donating. Oh yeah. man, that's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, yeah. So there so is, is go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, Langston Galloway's shooting is hot. That's the point of this right now, and likely he goes zero for twenty over his next three games. And I suppose Big Board will be called the jinx that that, that everybody's gonna be uh, getting Why on us. Even for. put that out there. 
Why yeah. even put that out there? Because that's the theme of today's show. If you're not caught that, if you if you try to beat the jinx, that doesn't eliminate the jinx. I just want you guys to know that by saying that the Pistons were probably going to beat the Suns, that doesn't mean that you obviously gave them a, a an advantage and you de jinx the jinx. Like it doesn't work like that. So both of you knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> David Bailey in the chat. Yes, I stole the hot pocket uh, singing from Jim Gaffigan. All right, I know another chubby. <laughs> funny guy i stole from okay so let's go just so you know so let's uh i think we've got something else on the show i don't know we, There's we probably actually enough. don't we actually we don't. don't yeah you there didn't is no imagine imagine this i didn't do an imagine this this week uh, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine this stall slacked off this week yes, uh, imagine I that I who would have guessed off. so no imagine this but let's move no, into man. a new segment that we're going to call the final call here on the Sun Solar Panel. We'll retake a look at the schedule coming up this week for the Suns. We record this, obviously, on Saturday morning if you're listening on the podcast. So two nights, Saturday night, January 9th at 5 p.m. The Suns are in uh, Indiana to take on the Pacers. Monday they head to the nation's capital to take on the Wizards at 5 p.m. Wednesday, January 13th, they're back home at Phoenix Suns Arena to take on the Atlanta Hawks, and then they face the Golden State Warriors at Ooh. home Friday the 15th at 7 p.m. If you're watching on the show, you can see the jerseys that they'll wear, but I'll just kind of run through it. They'll be wearing their white jerseys for the first three, and then Orange Friday returns next Friday, and if they have another performance like they did in Detroit, burn the orange jerseys is what I have to say for it myself but let's uh let's do some picks here and by the way you can watch every single one of these games on fox sports arizona make sure to tune in and catch the games with kevin ray and uh, eddie johnson on the call i believe uh and mayors drysdale will be calling the game against indiana the, as well coming up that hawks game man i love those jerseys those hawks those throwback oh. hawks jerseys those are sick yeah the throwback hawks have uh yeah. the the Hawks have done a nice job in rebranding their team, both on the court and off of it. So picks, gentlemen, we're going to start keeping records of, of how guys are, how we're doing against each other. Last week doesn't count. This is the first week, by the way, thanks to last week Sun doesn't count. No, uh, by the way, at, thanks to at Suns Uni Tracker on Twitter who provided us with that image. I highly recommend following him. He's keeping track of the actual records uh, the Suns have in each of these jerseys. So interesting Twitter account to follow. But uh, but gentlemen, this is our first. We're going to keep track and maybe we'll make each other do something uh, weird for the loser every month of, of these picks. I don't know. We'll have some fun with it but oh, uh, I, I i got the first one how about how about the first uh the first loser of said picks um has to do the one chip challenge sure the one chip challenge what is that? oh yeah dave i mean i hope you don't have a heart attack if you take this challenge but... <laughs> what are you talking well, about tell me oh, the yeah, challenge. The one chip, it's, like, it's like the hottest chip in the world and you got to eat it with no milk for like the first what two minutes three minutes yeah dave will probably drop dead on the show <laughs> I don't think we have the insurance for that. You guys can <laughs> tell yourself those things all you want. Go we ahead. may need Saul to lose this one. Yeah, we may. <laughs> so let's look at it. The first game, uh, Indiana, Saturday night, 5 p.m. Uh, who you got, Dave? I got the Suns winning this one. It's going to be a big bounce back. Indiana plays a lot the way Detroit played last night with the bigs. They got Sabonis who's going to eat you up. They got Miles Turner in the middle. Um, they have not great, um, wing scores. Uh, so cause, um, Oladipo isn't really full strength right now. TJ Warren is out. Um, so I, it's going to be one of another, one of those games where Mikel doesn't really have anyone to defend. Um, he was, by the way, we didn't talk about Mikel at all today. He had like a nothing game on Friday because he didn't really have anyone to stop on a perimeter, you know, perimeter scoring level last night. That might happen again this night too. Um, but I still think the Suns are going to bounce back. They're going to play much better than they did on Friday night, and they're going to win that game. Uh, I agree. I think the same thing. I think that uh, – I, I mean, Miles Turner is playing out of his mind right now. We should we should point that out. And if the interior with yep. Sabonis, as we've seen before with Sabonis, uh, he's just really good player, and he hurt the Suns big time last year when they played – um, I, I, I expect that they are going to try to pound the ball down low much more. 
to try and take advantage of of, of DA and company. But I think DA is going to rise to the occasion. His defense has been so much better um, these, these this really last year, and uh, it's only it, it increases every single game. It feels like so. I'm going to say the Suns are going to win, but it's going to be a tight game, and uh, I think Booker is going to hit a shot with like 45 seconds left to go to put him up by at least four and seal the victory. I, I'm I'm still not sure who you're referring to as a DA and company I, because there's not much depth behind him there unless you unless you count Sarich as as a center. Not a lot of big man depth, but I do agree. I think DA is going to be a key part in Saturday night's game, and I'm going to take the Suns winning a game that's going to be closer than anybody likes after the Detroit game, but still going to be a win. Uh, we move on to the next game. Can we throw up the graphic because my memory is an old man memory? Yeah, yeah it's Washington in Washington on. Monday night at 5 p.m. Uh, Wizards or Suns? Who you guys got? Go ahead, Saul. Uh, I'm going to take the Wiz. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Suns. Not, not sorry. Dave's going to take a Wiz. I just wanted to say the. I just wanted to say the Wiz. Yeah, I, I, I got the Suns. They're going to win this one easily. Um, I, I think this is going to be a, a blowout game uh, as they get prepared to come back home. Yep. Dave, Go what ahead, do you think? Espo, what do you think? All right, well, I'll take it. I'll, I'll say I'll say the Suns are going to win this one too. Uh, the Wizards, uh, they're just so bad at defense. It's going to be a high-scoring offensive game. Uh, the Suns play a much, much better defense than the Wizards do, and that's why I think the Suns will be able to close this out. Uh, this is finally the game that we see the old Devin Booker emerge because he's going up against a guy like Bradley Beal. Who, there you know, there was some, uh, what was that? There you go. Go. Oh, I yeah. thought you said. I thought you said you mean McHale. I, I misheard no, that. Huh. Yeah. I think that's when we're going to see the the real Devin Booker show back up uh, because he's going to have that matchup with Bradley Beal. There was some debate last year between the two of them who was the better player. Uh, Beal has gone off numerous times this year, including a sixty point game. So I, I think I think that's where we see Devin Booker go. All right, I got to show off a little bit. Uh, I think they get the win behind a big performance from Devin Booker in the nation's capital on Monday night. So we move to. Wednesday, the Atlanta Hawks in town. Uh, Atlanta much improved this season. Uh, this could be a tough one. Uh, Saul, why don't we start with you again here? Oh, man, I think this is this has the potential to be like one of the games of the year just because I think the scoring is going to be insane. Uh, Trey Young's obviously one of the, the best players in the league, and uh, they, and they're playing they, – well, they were playing very well, and now they kind of come back to earth a little bit. But they're still – they're a surprise in the NBA, and I think it's going to be fun to watch them play. I think the Suns uh, will, will shoot out with them in the first half, and then in the second half I think the, the defense really starts to step up and kind of clamp down, and I think the Suns win by I'd say about 10. So I think the Suns will be on a three-game winning streak by – time we get to the Warriors next Friday. Yeah, I I agree here. I think this is going to be another win for the Suns getting home, uh, comfortable in the arena back in the lab at the Verizon 5G Performance Center. I believe that is the the corporate term for it. I, I think they'll be comfortable and I think they'll come out and get a victory against the Atlanta Hawks. So that means I have them sitting at 3-0 as well going into Friday's game. Dave, where do you stand on this? Uh, you guys aren't going to like to hear this. Oh yeah, we need somebody to go the other way. So I'm here predicting we go. this one to be a loss. I think uh, Atlanta um, has been playing very well this year. They've had a couple of off games, but they have been playing really well this year. They do have some good. Uh, Danilo Gallinari is on that team. He always kills the Suns. Trey Young obviously um, is such a great player, and uh, they they have a good team. Clint Capella in the middle. So you've got, and obviously John Collins. So you've got a really good team. And I think the Suns, after having won two games, uh, they're, they're actually going to have a little bit of a letdown again. Yeah. To me, the, the thing with Atlanta is there's some infighting going on uh, in Atlanta. Collins questioning whether Trey Young really should be running the offense, which was a big story. And Trey had a pretty off game the the night following that emerging. So I, I think there may trade, be some trade. Trade. <laughs> for Col- Collins, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trey oh, Young yeah. ain't sure yeah. anyway. For sure. So so I see I, I see that as why the Suns uh, have the upper hand. So we moved to Friday against the Warriors. And you know what, gentlemen, I'm going to start with this one and you're not going to like what I have to say. I actually think this is the game that they lose before we come back on next week. It just seems like the the kind of game where uh, the Suns are going to get caught in 
couple factors. Steph is playing back at Steph Curry levels. And then, you know what? He has not played well at all this season. He is shot terribly, a Kelly Oubre, but you know there's one game that's coming, and I really think that it's going to come Friday night uh, in Phoenix because Kelly Oubre is going to feel like he's got something to prove to a lot of people, and it's either going to be really ugly where he he basically tanks it for the Warriors or he's going to go off, and I'm just leaning into he's likely going to go off because there's nothing like, you know, a lot of Suns Twitter that's in love with him uh, hopping in the feed and goes, see, told you they shouldn't have traded him based <laughs> off of one performance. So I think that's going to happen. Dave, what do you think is going to happen on Friday? Uh, yeah, I'm not as worried about Kelly Oubre. I, I kind of see his return being similar to uh, the Suns game against Josh Jackson last night. I don't think uh, Kelly has been playing awful for the Warriors. Sure, he might have a really good game, but I don't think it's likely. What I think is likely is Steph Curry going for 55. I, I think Steph Curry is just so freaking hot right now. And the way he pulled the Warriors back against the Clippers last night, oh, my gosh. Uh, the, that guy can can inspire a team with his shooting. He's not just a shooter. He can inspire the whole team. And uh, Draymond is is uh, is able to, you know, play on offense with him. I don't think Draymond's the same player he used to be, but definitely anyone who can make like guys like Mark Mulder and Eric Pascal – um, passable NBA players is a freaking MVP candidate. So I, I really think uh, Steph Curry is is going to show the world um, that he can carry a team. I loved year. when Mark Mulder pitched for the Oakland A's. Yeah. I know, right? It's like, <laughs> where do these guys come from? I saw. Uh, so, Dave, did you pick the game? You told us all um, sorts of I things. Think Who's winning? Losing that one. I think the Suns so are you had, that one. so Dave has them two and two losing to yeah. Atlanta and the Warriors. Saul, back to back losses. Back to back losses. Yeah. So wow. where do you have this wrapping up? Um, I'm going to be the only one that has the Suns going four and Um, I don't feel confident in the four and I will say that I think they they will probably drop one of the four, but I can't decide which one of the four that they're going to drop. That's why I have them going four and If that makes sense. So. Um, so- Anyway, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I think let's go back to this whole Kelly Oubre revenge game, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, nah, it ain't happening because <laughs> as much as Kelly Oubre wants revenge on the Suns, I just know that there are dudes on the Suns that are like, yeah, no, we're coming at this dude. And I think yeah, Mikhail Bridges is going to be one of those guys, and I think he's going to really try to set the tone, and it's going to be awesome to watch those two go at each other because, you know, we, we got to see a little bit every now and then, like, you know, when they would do shooting drills or, or there was competition and practice and stuff like that. And uh, Booker was really always intense in shooting drills. But this is going to be something different. It's going to be very fun to watch. I think it's going to be energetic. I think there's going to be some trash talk because that's just how cool Kelly Oubre is. And it's going to be fun to watch. And Steph Curry is Steph Curry, yes. However, I just don't see them losing to the Warriors because I feel like they match up better with the Warriors than, say, the Clippers. So we have... Me three and one has the Suns losing to the Warriors. Dave two and two back to back losses against Atlanta and Golden State, and Saul going a perfect record in uh, <laughs> in the week. So we will update our standing boards next week for the final call. Uh, any last thoughts, gentlemen, before we close up this uh, great A edition of the Sun Solar Panel? I have a thought. And I, uh-huh. I, this is this is probably going to be my cheesy moment, so just bear with me. But uh, you know, we've been together for about three months now, and it's been fun. It's been awesome, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I appreciate you guys for for partnering up with Fox Sports Arizona. And uh, it's been it's been interesting to see the the growth and development and the 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 chat and how how uh, they've embraced uh, not only Fox Sports Arizona but also myself. So I appreciate that. And I, I just want to thank you guys for all your hard work these last uh, three months and. Um, I can't wait to see what's what's about to lie ahead. So, oh, I'm glad you added that last line. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying you're breaking up with us on the show. So it's all yeah. over. Uh, you know, we'll this has been wonderful. There. Bye. <laughs> yeah. First breakup ever. Like. And so it's up to- <laughs> oh, oh hey, it's back to to the way it used to be, Dave. Just you and I hating on each other. Well, that That's is very right. the good old days. So, so we appreciate you as well. Uh, it has been a fun three months, and I think the next three years that we have in front of us are going to be even better. Uh, I'm just going to be 
going to say that. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot uh, in front of us that we're going to be able to accomplish with the show, and we do appreciate the flaming ballers. Uh, we uh, <laughs> Kirby also felt like Saul was leaving. Hey, we've already had one breakup in the last four months on this show. We don't need yet another don't need another breakup. <laughs> don't uh, leave us, Saul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all, folks. Hey, so you can follow the Silver Fox at Dave King at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there just because he <laughs> likes those three letters, no other reason. Uh, at Saul Bookman, you can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul thinks the Bookman's a little nerdy and you can follow me <laughs> at Espo uh, on Twitter the show at Sun Solar Panel. Make sure to follow the Fox Sports Arizona channels wherever uh, you are on social media. Highly recommend for everything you need in Arizona sports. Uh, good luck to the Phoenix Coyotes or excuse me Phoenix Coyotes <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes as they start their season this week on Fox Sports. Oh, wow. oh Fox my gosh what what is he doing? What is he? What is this? 1998 all over again? And he got oh, himself gosh. out. Man, for five second time out, right <laughs> oh, yeah, there. There you go. That's just that's the Espo way to do it, right there. <laughs> I got there I got go. put in sun solar panel purgatory. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they're wearing the throwback uniforms this year to honor their 25th year here in Arizona. So I just I've defaulted to old school. The Arizona Coyotes start this week. You can watch them on Fox Sports Arizona as well. So good luck to our friends over at the Coyotes and especially their digital team good people over there so for dave and for the carmel thunder from down under saul bookman i'm greg esposito thanks again for listening to another edition of the sun solar panel don't forget to leave a five-star review or click like on uh, the on the youtube video and until next time ahoy ahoy yeah you can't hold me down yeah how you let me know you won't beat the hell a call like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you let me know? You won't beat the hell of a car. Oh, like bling blow, ayy.